Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. That is unequivocally, in my opinion, a great song. Love that song. Uh, not everybody likes Morrissey's politics. Um, he seems to have at times uh, equally upset those on the far left and those on the far right. And there's probably some listeners right now that are saying, and the problem is. Uh, anyhow, uh, talented uh, musician, nonetheless, a great opening song for us here on the Monday edition of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. The Edmonton Oilers are in Ottawa coming off what was a very tough night for Miko Koskinen in goal Saturday. Uh, we'll review the game uh, Saturday night which included a call at a critical time, albeit given the performance at Koskinen, and maybe it wasn't ultimately to be the Oilers' night uh, anyhow. But the bottom line was uh, we'll, we'll have some thoughts on the game against the Flames. The Oilers did some good things, had some strong performances, and had some other guys that weren't engaged enough. And then we'll get into uh, tonight's game coming up against the Ottawa Senators. We'll have a little bit of fun with the Super Bowl as well in the first 20 minutes of today's edition of Oilers. Now get into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing as well run down the rest of the NHL schedule. Busy show. 12.35 today, our NHL insider, John Shannon. Uh, 
at 115, an update from the farm. Uh, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. And at 135 today, the general manager of the Ottawa Senators, Pierre Dorian. Of course, you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 4960063. The River Cree has multiple dream catchers, spa and stay packages available for booking now. Call one 844 425-2733 or visit rivercreateresort.com backslash stay. Text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors renovating. Come see what's on sale now at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue or at ashleyfinefloors.com. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Back in the 630 Jet Studio, huge part of the show, Brendan Escott. Uh, Escott with two T's, Brendan with two E's. And Brendan, I know I text you. Uh, that song to open with, and I always know it's a good thing when there's an immediate response. Love it. And that there is something about that song, and it's, it sort of crosses generations. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those songs that doesn't matter if you grew up listening to that kind of stuff or grew into listening to that sort of stuff. It's, it's one of those songs that people seem to like. Yeah, I, I agree. It's kind of got that haunting. It, it's, it's good music. You know, I think that that not only transcends generations, but even transcends, uh, you know, musical interests in terms of genres a little bit. It's, it's just an attractive, uh, attractive medley. He is a guy, Morrissey, who has, uh, I mean, at one time, I, I recall a story where he was actually being interviewed uh, by the various forces uh, because of some of his, uh, what people were reading into, I don't know, his political statements and, you know, whether or not he was actually a threat to the government was no supporter of uh, the Queen. Uh, for those of you that maybe watch The Crown, um of which I'll be the first to admit to. Uh, I have uh, watched a little bit of it. It's so pretty well done, to be honest with you. Uh, it, it, interesting stuff, but he's also not a guy that sits there and bends at the knee to steal a phrase from another show, bends at the knee of the uh, virtue-signaling uh, left-wing elite in society either. So it's it's pretty uh, intriguing fellow, to say the least. All right, we got a game tonight. That's our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Edmonton and Ottawa looking to rebound. Uh, had won three straight games, beat the Leafs. Swept Ottawa on back-to-back games. Went down to Calgary. Had an awesome first period. As we go into our Oilers now, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Let's get to it. A recap audio-style Saturday night. Jack Michaels with the call. We're set for Edmonton with a record of 6-6 six and six in Calgary at 4-5-1. and one. Dylan Dubay, a drop pass, wrist shot, score. And Calgary scores 56 seconds into the game. Right off the rush, a brilliant drop pass finished by Elias Lindholm. And now you've got Larson and Lagasin trading the puck. And Lagasin shoots and scores. Redirected home, we are tied. Nugent Hopkins tried to center. Quick shot, score. Connor McDavid, top right corner. And Edmonton has its first lead of the night. Two to one. Wraparound effort. Lucic scores, and this game is tied. Backlund walks in, shoots, save. Koskin and rebound, score. Here's Pugliarvi getting it back for McDavid and scoring the tie goal. He beat Jacob Markstrom off the rush. Well, yes, Pugliarvi is playing with immense confidence right now. He doesn't make that play three games ago. One timer, score. A tip in front. Now Gaudreau sneaks behind, shoots, and scores. 
5-3, Calgary, Johnny Gaudreau. Darnell Nurse lost the puck. Cahoon was there. Nurse open, shoots and scores. And Edmonton's right back in this game. And Johnny Gaudreau behind the net in front, tucked home. Sam Bennett beats Koskinen. 6-4, Calgary. That's Bennett's first goal of the year. All right, so the Flames get the victory. The Oilers outshot the Flames 17-3 in the first period. Miko Koskinen gave up the first shot he faced. It was a good shot, but one that he'd probably like to have back. And unfortunately, that was a reoccurring theme on the night for the Oilers in the loss. I mean, you're, you outshoot a team 17-3 in the first period. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been the player that has benefited the most from playing with Connor McDavid in terms of, especially now that Pugliarvi is starting to show some hop here. I mean, Pugliarvi is getting in on the forecheck, creating off the rush, and uh, he's finding some chemistry with McDavid. And then the guy that's the trailer that's getting the looks is Nugent Hopkins. He's got four even-strength points for 13 games in the season, and Ryan's probably had nine or ten point-blank looks at even-strength. And, and the thing about Nugent Hopkins is he tends to get better as the year goes on, so that bodes well for him. But Edmonton had lots of chances. Tourists had at least two, if not three, 5v5 opportunities in the first period of that game against uh, Calgary the other night. It probably realistically should have been two or three nothing. I mean, Jacob Markstrom was really good. Waters, of course, chased him in the offseason. Rumors were seven years, five billion per. He signed with the Flames for six times six. Uh, Miko was fighting it. Uh, the Lucic goal didn't get across. You know, and there's usually three mistakes in every goal, and I hate to be the guy that dumps on the goaltender because uh, there were some other guys. Chris Russell had some puck bobbles during the course of the game. Um, you know, you take a look at the 3-2 goal that gave the Flames the go-ahead. That stage misplayed a, a rebound uh, for Koskinen, resulted in, a, you know, Flames gaining the lead there. And Edmonton had given up goals on the first six and eight shots against in the game in a game that they had dominated the first half. Sometimes that's that's a lot to overcome. At 3-2, Edmonton got a power play late in the second period. And McDavid blasted down the right side, drove hard to the hole. Not sure if Giordano got much with him, with the stick, but there's no question Tanev did. I was surprised that, like, let's put it this way. I'm not surprised that it was called a penalty on, on McDavid. Because I'll say it once, I'll say it a hundred times. That's the. It's very difficult for officials to deal with a player at McDavid's speed in order to make that assessment. He's so fast and so good that it's almost like, you know, the advantage that we have here in Edmonton is we're watching this guy on a nightly basis, and we know he's capable of making that net drive play. And, you know, there's no question that Tanev tripped him, and it should have been a five-on-three, and instead they evened it up at a critical juncture in the game. That said, in that game, I, and I'm not going to whine about the officials because Koskinen didn't make enough saves. That's all there is to it. Markstrom was a lot better. Uh, there were a couple sequences with uh, Russell and Bouchard paired together where they had opportunities to get the puck in deep or up the ice. It didn't happen. Uh, and then Evan Bouchard got caught chasing on one. But again, if, if Russell gets the puck back in to the Calgary end, the whole situation doesn't occur here. So bottom line, the Oilers... Uh, Lost the game 6-4. to four. Very frustrating for everybody in oil country who wanted to, to see a step forward. Didn't happen against Calgary. It did happen for Paul Yarvey. If you're a yes, and I certainly get the sense for Oilers fans, there's a lot of yes of Paul Yarvey fans in the city. You want to see him make it. I didn't think that he'd be as competitive and play in the straight lines as he has through the first 13 games of the season. 
and the goals that he has scored, the, the first goal he scored against Ottawa the other night, and then the goal the other on Saturday night against Calgary was terrific. The Oiler players started looking for Pugliarvi as that game wore on. Think about how far we've already come uh, with this guy. It, it, it's, it's a positive sign, there's no question. Uh, Jujar Kara got in the lineup, played well. It's the strongest he's been on the puck for a while. Let's see if he can do it two games in a row, because based on the news of today, he's going to be back in there tonight. Uh, Yamamoto, meanwhile, has gone a little bit quiet. Oilers might need a little bit more juice out of him. We do know that uh, Mike Smith is uh, going to start today. As we go to our Oilers Now lineup report brought to you by North 49 Home Inspections. Before buying your next home, know what you're getting into. So here's here's where we're at. Dave Tippett telling us that uh, Ethan Bear uh, will not uh, be in the lineup tonight, so he remains on IR. The Oilers later this morning, or, or earlier today, but uh, later in the morning, place Gaetan Haas on IR. That means he is uh, retroactively available Thursday against the Montreal Canadiens. So Haas will not play, Bear will not play. My guess is the team goes with 12 and 6. So I'm going to take a shot out of here. Connor McDavid up front, 19 points, 11 career games against Ottawa with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Yessa Pugliarvi, who's got three goals in his last two games. Leon Dreisettle on a nine-game point streak, 18 points during that stretch. By the way, McDavid's on a nine-game point streak as well. He's got 21 points during that stretch. Uh, Dreisettle with Cahoon, who I personally think has uh, supported Dreisettle quite well here over the last five games, and Yamamoto. I expect Turris with Neil and Cassian. The Oilers activating Tyler Innes. I think we'll see Kara with Innes and Archibald, and Chason will be the healthy scratch up front. Now, again, this is pure guess. Uh, based upon, number one, Haas being placed on IR, Bear remaining on IR, Innes being activated, so that's the forwards. And one more caveat, under six minutes played for Slater Cuckoo. So I think we'll see Nurse and Barry remain together. Tyson Barry's on a five-game point streak. He's got eight points in those five games. Uh, Darnell Nurse has scored in the last three games. Lagason would remain with Larson, and Russell and Bouchard would continue to together. So I think we're going to see 12-6 and six against the Ottawa Senators, and we know Mike Smith. How soon is now? How about right now? He will start in goal. Dave Tippett, back in our Oilers Now audio vault, had this to say on how Smith impacts the opposition's forward check. That's part of Mike's uh, game as he plays the puck very well. Probably, you know, you, you could put him in the top three of the league for sure of, of puck play. So it's a different element to our game that, that our D has to get used to a little bit. But, uh, you know, depending on how hard a four, team's forechecking or the dumps, he gets to a lot of those pucks and hopefully he can alleviate some of that pressure. All right, and that is part of his game. The other thing I'll say to the defense of Miko Koskinen, and it's a little harder this year because, frankly, Jack and me aren't traveling, or Jack, me, and now Cam are not traveling with the team. But the one thing you really came to respect with Koskinen was his work rate in practice, and he's played so much. He hasn't had a chance to practice. So when there's aspects of the game that are sliding, that's something that he works with a goaltending coach on. It's not an excuse. It's a reality of the situation. I'll be the first guy to tell you that Miko Koskinen is not a 55 or 60 game a year starter. It's not John Gibson. In fact, right now, there might only be one guy like John Gibson, and that's John Gibson. Uh, I mean, he's the Ducks' best player, and he's the only reason why they're competitive on a nightly basis because it can't score enough. But that guy's damn hard to beat, and he's right in his prime. 
and he's in his wheelhouse the way maybe Carey Price was four or five years ago. Even Carey Price, they've dialed back the workload for him in Montreal by getting Jake Allen. Boston has dialed back the workload for Tuka Rask and played Yaroslav Halak a little bit more. So uh, we're, I think we're clearly seeing you pretty much need two goaltenders, and unless the guy's absolutely on top of his game, he's got to be able to work in practice, and when a guy starts 12 out of 13 games, it's affecting him. For, uh, actually, let's get back to Dave Tippett. He had a quick comment on getting back to a regular goaltender split. Well, Koski's played he played well for us. I mean, they, we, we put a guy in a tough situation. We're playing that many minutes early in the season without any uh, training camp. So he's uh, he's come in and played well. Uh, I think both of our goaltenders played better last year when they were uh, when they were you know they were going two and two there at the start of the year. They both were fresh. They uh, uh, both played well. So I'd like to get back to a little rhythm of both of them, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'd like to see our goals against come down. That's not all on the goaltender. That's uh, there. Are, there's times when your goaltender can play better, but there's times when our team needs to play better in front of the goaltender. So um, that's where we're at right now. Schmidt will play tonight. Hopefully, we get back into a rhythm with our two guys, and uh, and it'll solidify the position. All right, uh, we'll squeeze some more comments coming up in our orders now. Audio vault a little bit later on in the show, maybe at about one oh five today. Uh, just before we go to a commercial break. Brandon, did you watch the Super Bowl yesterday? Of course, of course. And you know what? Despite the the score line, I thought it was a pretty interesting game. Just watching a really well uh, executed game plan, I think, by Tampa Bay. That was fun to see. Well, uh, Tampa. I mean, Kansas City had some injuries on their offensive line. Tampa Bay is it? You know, had a pretty good uh, defensive front four all season long. They got their break uh, when they got to their bye week, and they were a different team. After a lot of us thought, well, maybe it's just on the road. Turned out to be it was it was pretty impressive what Tampa Bay uh, did yesterday. So I still wish they'd give the damn trophy to the players the first. I I hate I don't know about you, Brendan, but it is just a pet peeve of mine. Like, come on, man, the players win it. Uh, the players and the coaching those you know I don't know. It's uh, the NHL. That's the one thing the NHL's got right. There was a humorous moment yesterday with one of the great play-by-play voices out there. Uh, there was a streaker on the field, and Kevin Harlan, who is in his wheelhouse as a top of the game uh, announcer, nailed it. Here's the call. Five oh three to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased, he's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants, put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30, he breaks a tackle from a security guard, the 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5, he slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. And the players with hands on hips at the other end of the field are looking at him and shaking their head and saying, why, oh, why is this taking place in a Super Bowl? Oh, that is uh, it's pretty good, isn't it, Brendan? 
That's phenomenal. That's like Kevin Harlan is one of the greats, and then he steps up because he's done this before. You know, yes. we, he's done it once before, and he made it just as good the second time around. Tip the cap. Uh, oh, be a man. Somewhere there's somebody being offended by that, but I thought that was uh, a great call. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Five Floors text line. It is twelve twenty-five in Edmonton, and when we come back on orders now, uh, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Hi, this is Jujar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, Jay in Grand Prairie says, Bob, how do we get uh, Gibson in Edmonton? <laughs> Why would they trade him? He's their best player. I mean, short of McDavid and Dreisaitl, uh what are you talking about? Four or five different pieces? Some of which, one of whom we might be talking about here shortly as we get into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Company branded apparel, products, and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back in the 630 Chet Studios, Brendan Escott. All right, Bob. Six of seven games originally scheduled will go ahead tonight. The Canucks and Maple Leafs wrapping up a three-game set somewhat mercifully for Vancouver fans. That's out in Toronto tonight and the only other Canadian content. Uh, Six-time Stanley Cup winner Ralph Backstrom passed away over the weekend, 83 years old there. Uh, WHL players have all reported, uh, I should be specific, Central Division WHL players have now reported to individual clubs following their uh, um, solo quarantine period, if you will. So Saturday was the day for that. They're now back into a testing regime and uh, isolation once again for a another week and then they'll get on the ice together uh, shortly thereafter um and let's let's look no further here bob than dylan holloway i mean i i am blown away by what he's been producing at the uh, at the ncaa level since returning there he uh is now seven straight multiple point games no let's make it eight straight multiple point games including a five point game over the weekend so that's five goals and 16 points uh, or pardon me 16 assists for 21 points in his last eight games and what can you say uh holloway has 23 points in 12 games this season overall uh which is just under two points per game the only player i can think of off the top of my head in the last decade that's been better than two points a game that's a prominent player in the nhl has been johnny goodrow down in calgary eichel had 71 in 40 games um so we'll see where this goes and to answer the John Gibson question, the minimum ask I would think would be the Oilers number one, Broberg or Bouchard and Holloway plus plus. That, you know, and obviously they probably have to take Cosk. I mean, I just, I cannot see Anaheim doing it. And I think the ask might be too much, uh, from Edmonton's end as, as well. But he, the, the guy, John Gibson right now is the best goalie in the National Hockey League. It's 1229 in Edmonton. This is Oilers now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. John Shannon coming up for Legacy Heating and Cooling at 1235. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.